0: Hey, hey, this week's guest is Lindsay Padilla, the CEO and co-founder of Hello Audio. She's an ex-professor turned entrepreneur, and she is turning the world of entrepreneur teaching, aka courses, on its head with private audio. I'm already kind of obsessed with the software, so I'm excited to go even deeper on this topic with her today. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show.
1: Whoa, yay. I'm
0: so excited. This has been a long time coming. Let's
1: just start a little bit with
0: your lifestyle business and how it's evolved.
1: Yeah. So the briefest history. Yeah. I left teaching exactly four years ago. So like December 16th was my last day of uh, my college class teaching. And yeah, I dove headfirst into it, realized that a lot of entrepreneurs needed help with teaching online, which I had been doing for a while. (laughs) And so, yeah, my husband and I dove in. And as part of the lifestyle conversation, when we decided to leave teaching, I I took my husband with me, by the way, who also was a full-time tenure track professor. We, We just both were like done. And the reason why it made that easy to make that jump is we decided to sell our house. We decided to sell everything in it. And we house sat for nine months. So we did not do that while I was finishing my last semester. We did that the following year, but that was our plan. And so all of 2017 was living all around the world with a couple of suitcases, which was really cool. And it was great to like start a business like that. It's definitely not for everyone. Uh, I was kind of a burn all bridges kind of person, clearly. But that little nest egg we had with our house and not having to pay rent and being able to get that travel bug out of us, like it, it was filling a lot of things, I guess, for that first year of business. And then by the end of that year, however, we decided to move back to San Diego after spending nine months abroad. So the last three years have been back in San Diego, which is where my husband and I met in San Diego. His family's from San Diego and mine is from LA. So we're very back like where we're supposed to be, which was not where our original house was, by the way. So that lifestyle that we chose and that business that I was building was very like, I was choosing something that as a professor, I felt like I had a little bit, which was autonomy. A lot of professors do actually feel like they have a lot of autonomy. They have summers off. I was teaching, you know, half of my load was online so i actually was only going to campus three times a week i think and so yeah we i picked that job because of the freedom built in and so it wasn't surprising for me that the leap into entrepreneurship it felt in line with i think what i always wanted so we wanted to create that however I will say it was hard to not have a schedule and to not have as much freedom as I had as a professor, it still was difficult to have that full open freedom. And so I would say the first couple of years being back was like figuring out what rules do I put in place for myself? What boundaries do I put in place for myself? Because this isn't just a like, wake up and like do whatever like thing, right? Like that can be very dangerous in a freelancing style type business. And I think at some point in that journey, I realized that I didn't actually enjoy having one-on-one clients. And I think this is really important. And People go through this. In many people I've talked to that have been in business a couple of years, there is this journey of like, wait, what do I actually like doing? After I stopped listening to like how to make a bajillion dollars, what do I actually enjoy doing? It took my husband actually saying like, okay, you don't look very happy. This doesn't look like it's filling you up at all. And you actually seem very stressed. What can we do? And he basically was like, you should be teaching. And so I realized that having a one-on-one consulting business, yeah, I could be high ticket, quote unquote, and like make courses for people, but it wasn't actually what I enjoyed doing and was not at all on my like path of joy because PS being a professor was joy. Like I did not escape that job. I absolutely, that was my love that I was good at it. I enjoyed it. It was fulfilling I was not running away from my job. So I had accidentally created a job for myself that I hated. (laughs) Is where I'm getting to with that. And like, and that was when I was like, oh shit, like I'm not teaching. I love teaching. How do I bring teaching into my business? And so that's when I like launched a course and got more into like, how can I just teach all the time and trying to build a business around that.
0: And you started, I guess, teaching what you knew, which was teaching.
1: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. It was pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: but also I think really super necessary in the entrepreneur space where a lot of people are building courses without an educational background. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing for me when I see somebody talking about a financial plan, when they have no financial planning background, like I can see the 20 things that have gone wrong. And I'm sure for you, you were looking at courses going oh my gosh, what are you doing? And then we're in an industry where no one ever finishes any course. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: how do you tackle that? Yeah. Yeah. And that has been, uh, of my four years and in my packages shifting and my business model shifting and stuff, that has always been the core of like what I wanted to help people do. And yeah, there's some things that we can help teachers do better. There's another mix of there is no perfect curriculum or teaching that will get everyone to finish when the front end is marketing and promises that just aren't kept. And that feeling of FOMO, because I have it. I'm one of the buyers. I'm the type of buyer that's like, oh, I want that now and I'll just buy it. And so therefore it's on my shelf. And I know I don't need it right now, but it's actually fine in my expenses to pay for this, to have it as a resource that I can pop in and out of. So I do like to say that I don't think every course should have like a 95% completion rate. It's just the reality of it doesn't really make sense. And I'll say this, as a community college professor, students fail courses, stuff happens, life happens. And so we can't have 100% completion or everyone getting A's. it's, It's just not how knowledge works or how building a business works. And so you have to recognize that the students coming in have different motivations. However, you can actually tap into that. There is things you can do when onboarding students and like in your marketing to say, is this course right for you? Because are you in the right stage to buy this product? If there were people having more of that front end conversation, then the completion rate would be higher. So there's some marketing things that I think are happening. There's some onboarding stuff. And then there is the curriculum stuff as well. So I'm also very practical about it. I'm not saying like, Hey, your goal should be hundred percent completion rate. It, It doesn't really make sense. But the reality is there's a lot of unfinished stuff collecting dust and that is why I created Hello Audio. This journey that I've been on has always still had that core principle, like how can I help people consume the information? How can I help teachers get their stuff consumed, right? Because a lot of them actually do create really great, fantastic, well-thought-out products and there's other things in the way. And so when, you know, about a year and a half ago, Derek and I having been on the back end of lots of classes had realized, you know, it it feels like this could just be a podcast is what we've sometimes said. And knowing helping people create their first courses for the first time, recognizing that we were talking so much about the learning management system and the cameras and the like PowerPoint slides. And I'm just like, Ugh. I like we can basically we can set up all the obstacles we want to not create our course, which is really scary, which is putting your knowledge out there and having people like pay you for it. That's really freaking scary. So when I like stripped it, we're like, how can we make it as easy as possible? And so we decided to actually turn Build a Better Beta into a podcast form as an option. So the videos were still there, the worksheets were still there, the like coaching calls were still there in the group, but the podcast version allowed us to, basically help with some objections. Like I don't have time to watch the videos. I haven't logged in on a long time. And so when you can say to somebody, oh, I totally understand. I have lots of courses too. Guess what? We have a bingeable podcast. Just like on your morning walk while you're doing the dishes, just binge it. Don't take any action. Don't like, you don't have to sign into anything. You don't have to log in. Don't write the work. Don't do the worksheets. Just binge it. And that, you know, just seeing the relief of the students being like, oh, whoa, okay. And then what happens is it actually builds confidence because now they've binged it. And and even if it's something really complicated like Facebook ads, they still actually have learned something from you. They maybe haven't taken an action yet, but they've now built that scaffolding for when they now have the time to sit down, they actually can go, oh, I remember when she said, that's a good feeling for a student to have. I remember that, not the feeling of, I don't know anything. That's where you're trying to get. And so podcast is as a way to complement some of the video material that we already have. That's essentially why we ended up building out Hello Audio. And we had to ask ourselves, you know, is there anyone else doing this? Like, Because we looked for it. We're like, how do we solve this problem? And so we were doing it manually, essentially. There wasn't a lot of private podcasting even a year ago. They are becoming a little more popular in the podcasting industry. But even still, we went all in on it because those apps are targeting podcasters and we're targeting content creators, people who have 50 videos from a course that they need to make into a podcast. So what does that mean from a use case? bulk upload, video to audio conversion, and just make it as easy as possible. And no one on the market does that at the moment. Not that they won't copy us at some point, but the reality is like we wanted to build this for creators and we wanted to show people that they could use audio as a form of consumption. And instead of it just being for relegated to public podcasts. We wanted to show that like lots of things can be made into audio feeds and that's where Hello Audio came from. I like it from so many
0: different angles because for me, if I, let's say, I don't know, I do a course on say Instagram, they're probably going to start with all the beginner stuff that I kind of already know. Mm -hmm. So I can like listen through the course and then be like, yeah, yeah, like where's the lesson that I actually want to go and watch the video that I need to do the workbook on. You're still absorbing that stuff rather than just skipping the video. I love that. Yep. I like it from a revisiting perspective. Yes. I find with podcasts, there are some podcast episodes that I will listen to and I do it with audiobooks as well. I will listen to them once a year or a couple of times a year because every time I listen, I remember something extra that Mm. I can implement. They live in my phone. They never get removed from my Audible. They never get removed from my podcast directory. And it's so easy to go and, and quickly consume it. Or, you know, I'm looking for something to listen to. I need some inspiration. Mm. There's so many applications for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious from a learning perspective, people are putting so much into their course.
1: Yes. You know,
0: (laughs) because as much as you can teach about people doing minimum viable products for beta, and you are an incredible teacher of that, it's kind of hard to convince people. Sometimes. So people Mm -hmm. are going off and doing all of this work. I'm all about not doing all of that work without as much or more impact. Mm. So, how does this extra audio piece plug into our courses? Does it help us sell them more easily? Does it help completion? Does it help testimonials?
1: Love it. So here's what I like about Hello Audio. And and what's cool is I love it that we're having this conversation. We're only live publicly for the last month, okay? So I want to put that into perspective. You were a lifetime buyer. And like I am so grateful to my community and people that supported me in that way. That truly early support is what made me realize we have something and this is something awesome. And so I'm grateful to all the lifetime license people that have it because that's what built the product. We didn't have that much extra cash to to hire developer it's scary out there with like developing something so Now we've been live publicly for a month and what we're finding, it's so fascinating, right? Because I love like market research and we are like all about, you know, courses being completed and membership sites being completed and coaching calls being listened to. And that's really why we built the product. But now we're also finding that people are using it for things like lead magnets. And so to your point about best bang for your buck, the really cool part about Hello Audio as a platform and as something that you pay for monthly, the reason why people are are like, Oh, I can add this to my list of things I pay for monthly. Again, I pay attention to that as a business owner. So I get it like adding another thing, but here's the reality. I'm having people come to me who have a lot of content. Okay. Like a lot. And they have giant courses, they have these big memberships, or they have a live show that they've been running for a while, or I mean, go down the list of like the choices we've made in content creation. And what's cool about Hello Audio is, especially if it's something like a course, you literally have your videos. And we're going to build the integration where it pulls in from YouTube and pulls in from Vimeo and pulls in from Facebook live. Like I can't wait for that moment, but at the moment you have to like have the core video that you originally recorded and you drag and drop it in a bulk sitting. So like you can upload 50 videos, walk away for you know 10 or 15, 20 minutes, and they're now converted into audios. And if you label them appropriately, they're likely in order and, and all of that. And what's cool is that 20 minutes and going in and editing and then sending out to your current course students 100 email addresses does not take very long. And then here's the cool part. It's like a course like now the asset is just in there helping your students. And there really is a lot of bang for your buck in that way. And then you, of course, can set up automations with Zapier. Right now with Zapier, you can like have a student you know, be put on the feed when they buy. And so literally, it's like set it up and you're good to go. So from the creator perspective, it gets a lot of bang for your buck. What's cool about the lead magnet, and this is why I brought this up, is Nora and I hosted like a we called it the Black Friday Audio Asset Challenge. We wanted people to realize that hey, I know a lot of you are putting together bundles. Have you thought about adding a podcast version of whatever it is you're selling? Because it's just such a value add. It's so great to add into the the value stack as we would call it, just this private audio feed of the content. Usually people are like, whoa. I want that. And so we got a lot of testimonials saying that they got messages saying, I'm so glad you put that in audio. So there's perceived value in the audio because a lot of us are actually over, it, I don't even know if it's like, not overwhelmed, but we're... We are at capacity for video and screen time, and that's the reality, right? And so when you're telling someone that you're going to uncomplicate it, and guess what? You don't have to log into Kajabi or Member Vault or Thinkific, and you can just open your phone when you're on your walk, that lights people up like no other. And I think that impact, you know, whether you get on our $12 plan, $30 plan, or 70 like you can recognize like, oh, I'm wowing my people. Like, and so that's like what we're in the business of and Hello Audio is making you look good to your students and your listeners and your consumers. And so the impact is huge. And then the lead magnet piece, what we're finding, people basically put it as a freebie. And now we have a freebie using our own product called the Audio Asset Challenge. If you go to helloaudio.fm and scroll to the bottom, you'll see it. And you can actually sign up and you get value, I think in like seven or eight episodes, it's 40 minutes of content We allow you to binge it. And it's literally telling you how to make an audio asset. So it's pretty good. And that lead magnet, we're converting right now. And we're collecting that data. But we've had some users who have actually gone out and they've enrolled like 250 new people in like two weeks. And so now here's what's cool is that lead magnet is now not some fancy ebook you have to make right like or this like really digestible thing that gets completed in 15 minutes right we all know this because we've been in business a long time you can literally say i have a podcast series that you can binge and by the end of that binge you will have x complete right and the description can have you know hyperlinks in podcast work and so it's just the ease for you as the creator is way different. And so Nora and I were able to create the Black Friday audio asset challenge in 3 hours. We mapped it and then literally recorded it. Derek did edit it. So we didn't we weren't involved in the editing. But even still, we got to show up with no makeup we got to co-write the thing together and just record some, you know, I think from one minute were some of our smaller episodes up to 10 minutes was our highest episode and wham, bam, done drag and drop in hello audio. And the lead magnet is done. Like, yes, you have to obviously have a way to opt in, but hello audio emails for you if you want. So you don't even have to set up anything fancy and active campaign. It just literally emails the link. And so We're seeing that people are enjoying it as an opportunity for creating a free product. And I think everyone's talking about tiny offers and like paying for access to things. And that's all great too, because the, you know, this girl has a slow funnel running and she's happy about it. But, The idea that a free thing that could actually give value is easy for you to create and is easy for the person to freaking consume. That is the goal of freebie land. (laughs) And so just thinking about it, you can jam, you can jam pack a lot in a podcast. And I guess that's the point too. It can be super valuable and it can also be meditations and, you know, uh, mantras. But the cool thing is it's not an ebook and it's not on an MP3 file in a Dropbox that's like not usable. And I think that the key is, yes, it's easy for you to create those things, but for the user, are you making your listener jump through hoops to try to get stuff? And that's where I'm like, nah, right? So yeah, I have a lot to say about the impact piece, but I, again, the amount of time it takes and the perceived value of the audio, I don't know anything else on the market that is offering something like that. And I'll bet
0: as a lead magnet, it also converts like gangbusters because mm. you feel like you're friends with that host mm, because absolutely. they're in your AirPods, they're in your headphones, as like you're in your head, head. <laughs> they're in your head Literally and in your in pocket, your but the yeah. same way that you would talk to your friends. So the relationship build for me personally, I really enjoy audio. And for me personally, that's a much bigger connection than if you're making me watch you on video.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's it's an intimate lead magnet. It's intimate. And, and this is where I've been talking about this all over Clubhouse <laughs> because that, that's why Clubhouse is taking off and is filling that gap. Is there is this really cool thing when you don't have to look at yourself on camera? I think the like psychological thing that's happening, the self managing of what do I look like is, and even in the I get it, women are showing up and being like, oh, I don't care. It's cool. I really believe though, that there's still shit happening. Like you're still self-managing, you're still performing because there's body language and there's all these other things, which to be fair, video is amazing. And you, you can get a vibe from someone on video. Absolutely. But what you're bringing up is, I think that by bringing those walls down and allowing the person to not have to show up and worry about what they look like and just focus on what's being said, the listening that's happening, that's powerful from a learning perspective and a connection perspective that video and especially even like they're talking about zoom fatigue, which is fine, but also other things in business like Instagram live and Facebook live and YouTube live. It's always about the person like putting out and everyone else commenting on what they're doing. There's no true, like real exchange happening as much that can be even with one way audio, like a podcast feed. It just feels different. I think there is something psychologically happening, which I'm sure there people are studying too. Just the intimacy, that word gets used a lot. The other word that gets used is like authenticity as well, which is interesting because I think there are some people I follow on Instagram where I'm like, yeah, there are really authentic. Like they really don't care. And they're showing us all parts of their life, but there's a whole lot of not that happening. And you don't get to do that with audio. Like there's nothing to perform. There is performance in voice and like what gets said, but it strips it away of that superficial layer. That is the Instagram aesthetic and even Facebook. It's not as that Facebook has that aesthetic thing, but just that performance of like, here's my life. Here's the best real shot of my life. And that's great. But it's, we're also tired of it, which is why like The audio, just like strip it down. Like no looking at a screen. Strip it down.
0: You almost can't distract people from a lack of value. I'm going to have to write that down. So you have to really be teaching, Deliver, like, like literally deliver the value. Here is the value. And I'm packaging it in the best way that I can for you to absorb it without me being able to draw a diagram for you without mm-hmm. me being able to distract with colors, with pretty things coming in with my gorgeous home office with basically nothing but your voice. You have to build that relationship and Ooh, you have to deliver. You have to deliver. While that feels really intense, I think for a lot of people, what you say, when you sure. strip away all the things about, I have to show up in a certain way, mm-hmm. like if you give me anything that I can do in my pajamas, I mean, that is literally in my intake process for this show <laughs> yeah, is please yeah. feel free. Pajamas are encouraged, yeah. you know, because I don't want anyone rocking up here, expecting me to look like I'm dressed to the nines. Right. It's not happening. So for me, that's a much lower bar for me to jump to create continuous content. That's why I have a podcast not a YouTube show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, audio could be really freeing. Yes. If they just detached from this idea that they should be doing video. Mm-hmm. You could provide a workbook and just audio. You may never have to do a single video. Absolutely. And so now we've removed that block. Yep. What's your excuse Yeah. for not taking that step that you want to take? Totally. Yep. I think it's genius and I am... Super excited. And I, I wanted to reflect back on something you said before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. And that was when you were talking about the people who bought your lifetime deal. And I think it is so reflective of a, your authority in the space, because you have been talking about how to get courses consumed and working for so long, but also Something that I rabbit on about all the time, and this is such a good example of it, so I want to highlight it, is that all those people who bought from you, you have relationships with. You didn't go on social media and go, hello, people who've never heard of me, would you like to buy my app? Because we bought when a lot of stuff was still getting worked out. A lot. (laughs) I know who's in that group, and I know it's relationships that you have, so I think When you are making a jump into something, it's worth reflecting on Lindsay's made this jump with relationship marketing,
1: not with let me get flashy on social media. I love that. And and that's a really great point. And I think what it totally ties into this stuff, too, because I do think audio, like we mentioned, actually increases that relationship because there is that authenticity piece and your knowledge is actually front and center. Like what is coming out of your mouth (laughs) is the thing that is valued. But the cool thing is it's also easily consumed and you can multitask. I think that's something we actually haven't talked about yet as well. Again, it's funny, like I'm, you know, Diane has it and she can use it in her courses and she can create lead magnets for it and all the things, but she's going to look good to her audience that she's offering that in a competitive market where everyone's vying for your attention. So adding audio allows that person to consume it while they're doing other things. And they're now seeing you as Diane values my time. Dan understands that I'm busy and that I have a lot to do, but I also trust her because she's given me X value on her free stuff, on her podcast, on everything. So I think that's a really good point that we haven't brought up as well. That relationship in, in business is truly built on the integrity that you witness as they show up online, the results that they get, and then like the, like what they say out in the world, right. And like what they teach. And so Audio truly can help accelerate, I believe, relationship marketing in a way that is a little bit different than video because it's accessible. And so that benefits your people, that benefits their consumption, and that benefits them getting the results that you know you can get them. Here's the other cool thing. Let's say you record a mini course in audio or a lead magnet. It's so much easier to update it and edit it and switch out the podcast than it is in the like fancy website. So I'll just even say that. Test it. If people are dropping off or not getting the results or not, whatever, or you learn something new, you can easily record another episode, drop it in and everybody's feed updates. So I also want to point that out from a perspective of it's actually easy to test because of all the things, the obstacles that we are pulling away, the videos and all the fancy stuff. It's really easy to like pivot when you need to with your content and your knowledge. And
0: I think from an easiness perspective, for the people that you're asking, if you're doing that lead magnet idea, people are really used to, Hey, I'm going to subscribe to this podcast and I'm going to listen to an episode. And if I don't like it, I'm going to hit the unsubscribe button in yeah. my app, and it will go away. And That's fine. Versus, it's not in a hey, Google
1: Drive folder forever, <laughs> forever. But
0: also, no. when if you think when you say to someone, "Hey, I'm," uh, do you want my ebook? Most people now go, "Oh, good. I can't wait to have the seven day follow up sequence <laughs> plus the, you know, the weekly sales letter and all the things." When you're going, "Hey, look, I'm just going to give you this podcast." Yes, you're probably also going to email them. But they're going to feel like, hey,
1: I can test you
0: out a lot more. Yeah,
1: because it's that's so interesting. And Hello Audio is piggybacking on the habits that have been formed already by podcast listeners. That's also why completion goes up with listening to audio is we're meeting them where they're at in their app. And I personally have a ritual that I listen to podcasts when I'm doing my makeup. I listen to podcasts. Now I've been doing a little more art this year, like paint by number. That's when I listen to things, right? I'm listening to them on walks. If I don't go on a walk with my husband and I'm doing a solo walk, sometimes I listen to it on a workout. It depends on what type of workout. So here we are recognizing that there's actually anchors in my life of when audio makes sense, that there is never an anchor for Kajabi. There is no, I sit down and I consume course content when no, you have to like block that on your schedule and all these things. So there is this interesting piece about ease of use and accessibility that comes with what has already been created by podcasts as a like ritual and a habit. And that is huge for consumption, huge.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a genius idea that I kick myself daily that I didn't think of. Um, <laughs> we
1: but you know, like, how has no one already done this? And I was like, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I can imagine that initial conversation where you guys were like searching over like your mm-hmm. coffee and the amazing donuts or whatever and going like, yeah. well, why this, doesn't this exist? And then that moment of realization where you're like, oh, we're going to have to create this. We have to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's new. (laughs) But I think it's been such a fun journey to watch, like your whole journey through Mm. trying to continuously make us better teachers and to help our people learn more effectively from us. So I'm guessing that a lot of people are listening to this and going, oh my gosh, how do I get my hands on this? So what is the best way for them to get started with Hello Audio?
1: Yeah, so go to helloaudio.fm, experience it, sign up for the audio asset challenge, binge that puppy. There's a nice little secret surprise at the end of it that involves maybe some percentage off of something. I want you to think about it as you're consuming it. And as you're like, okay, they laid out the steps for me to create an audio asset. This actually doesn't seem hard. And like pay attention to that and see what that makes you feel like as you're signing up for something like Hello Audio, because I want you to be able to recreate that for your people. And it is possible. And I think that an audio lead magnet or an audio boot camp or even an audio webinar series, Emily Hirsch is hosting her right now, actually, but you won't be listening to this till after, but she's about to launch her uh, pop-up podcast series. And she actually saw an increase of, I think it was like, well, the ROI on ad spend to get them to sign up for the podcast series and then them deciding to book with them was like over 500%. And so the, and people were saying all over the place, I'm so glad this isn't a webinar. So you can have that same impact on people and stand out in your market by meeting them where they're at, which is they're overloaded with video and they just want to get some work done, hand them an audio asset. So Hello Audio FM is where you would head. And I would encourage you to sign up for the audio asset challenge and see where it takes you.
0: Yeah, I would highly recommend it as well. So to finish up, I ask a couple of questions to all of my guests. The first one is what is your number one lifestyle boundary for your business?
1: Yeah, we have played with this. I didn't have a lot for a long time, and now when I feel like I need to rest after a series of calls, I absolutely and my husband's really good at this because he's more of a rest and I'm more of a go. I absolutely allow myself to take like a midday bath and end at like one o'clock because I I think it's important to recognize when you're on, especially like a podcast. Diane better be doing self care after her batching today. That idea that like you're on you know, talking and all of that, like honor that. And you don't have to knock something off the to-do list. And that's actually been really hard for me. Like there is then the piece of like feeling guilty if I don't finish something, but recognizing that calls in of themselves, uh, podcast series, hosting clubhouse rooms, whatever it is, that actually is a lot of work and it's building those relationships and it is valuable in business. And so rest after and don't like try to knock off something admin based or something that like, you know, is in a spreadsheet or fancy, like that also counts. And I think that was hard for me because I also really love doing that stuff. So recognizing that loving that and, and that leaning into that as a strength of mine also deserves rest.
0: That's such an important one to remember, because if you think about it, if you had three meetings in a row, turn that into in real life, if you oh, had yeah. to teach three classes in a row, there's no way you'd get to the end of three classes and be like, well, I'm not going to eat lunch because I haven't done these three things for mm. three weeks from Sunday. And yeah. I think that's a big thing. Is as we've gone more virtual, people have lost that concept of what it takes for you to talk to people back to back to back to back.
1: Mm. Or
0: even just, you know, forgetting to limit their calendar to like, hey, yes, I can have three calls in a day, but then I'm done. I'm spent. And you're actually doing a disservice to yourself, but also to the other person who gets you for that fourth call. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. What's the worst piece of cookie cutter advice you have ever got as a lifestyle entrepreneur?
1: I don't know if I'm chalking this up to like, because social media changes and I honor that. I, the, I think the worst advice that I like tried to fit into was thinking that I had to post a picture on Instagram three times a day or something. <laughs> do you remember when that was like what you were supposed to do? And I'm sure there's the equivalent of that happening right now. So just, you know, the idea that you have to do something that consistently And that in the way that is like so aesthetically pleasing and make sure your feed looks perfect. And like also, I mean, Instagram has turned into a mini blog thing which is so that's overwhelming a little bit. And so now people are backing off and saying one really good quality, shareable post that I can get behind. But e- even as somebody who has a calendar that tells you to post every day, I still say you don't have to post every day. That does not meet make or break your business. The key is thinking about what consistency looks like for you and that there is no, you don't win the magic like million dollar business because you post every day on Instagram.
0: I had Chris Emma on the show. She's an Instagram strategist, and one of the stats that she dropped that I keep coming back to as I make myself feel better for the fact that I didn't post multiple times a day or even multiple times a week. Most of the there time, you go. Good. Mm-hmm. Is it actually the highest performing Instagram accounts post on average two point three times a week? Nice. Well. This has been so much fun. I always love chatting to you about courses and audio and all the things. Thank you so much for sharing. And everyone really genuinely go and try out Hello Audio. Get the lead magnet. It's super fun. It'll give you an idea of whether or not this is for you. Lindsay, where's the best place for people to connect with you? Because I'm sure they're going to have questions and want to carry on this conversation and see what you're doing, even though you're not posting multiple times a day.
1: I am not. <laughs> Go look at when the last time I posted one. But I actually am on Instagram a lot. And it's funny, Instagram DMs is probably the best place to chat. And then if you want to even hang out in the Hello Audio Facebook community, you don't have to have have a paying account to be there. And I think that's a cool place to also see what people are creating because people do share their feeds and their um, cover art and all of that so that's a really great way also to like dip your toes in as well so the lead magnet and the Facebook group and say Diane sent you because we do have that in the intake oh exciting
0: yes definitely yeah. say I think you can help me win point brownie points with Lindsay yes absolutely <laughs> this has been so much fun thank you thank you If you enjoyed this week's episode, please head to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review.